Welcome back. I have a special guest here today. I was actually on his podcast. And this episode, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about how, you know, the red flags of being an entrepreneur, like kind of showed up in our childhood and our why. How do you figure out what your why is and why is knowing your why so important and how it changes throughout life. That and more is going to be included in this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Lori Amirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed painfully shy girl red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. Thank you listeners for jumping in for another, what I think is going to be an exciting episode. I have brought on Jonathan Rivera. He, I was a guest on his podcast and now I had to bring him onto my podcast here. So Jonathan, hi, how are you? Very generous of you to have me on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, let's not set the bar too high. We're going to do our best. (laughs) Well, let me just like start off by saying, you know, when what I know about you, you are multi-passionate. You have multiple businesses. Like, can you just like give me some thought process, uh, a little download on how did that come to be? Because I'm scared as hell of losing. I've lost before. And so I learned to, to diversify after we really got our butts handed to us uh, in, in the uh, downturn in the real estate market around 08. And I was all in real estate and it was not pretty. It was quite unpleasant. It scared me. I was sick. And I vowed that if if I made it back, that I would diversify. And so the first place I diversified was having an online business, doing business online. Uh, and then after that, it went into e-commerce and media and these other things. But all of it is so that if one source of income goes down, we have other sources. That's super smart too. Um, but how do you, like I, like I hear multiple businesses and I instantly think, how do you keep track of everything? I don't. My beautiful wife does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how does the beautiful wife keep track of all of these things? Keep all the plates spinning. Uh, she's running a lot of it. And um, we, we've been working together for, I don't know, maybe five or six years full time. Uh, and, and we figured out early on what our roles were. And in the beginning, we didn't know what they were. And so of course we were butting heads and arguing and figuring things out. But as we looked at the situation, you're good at that. I'm good at that. We're both good at that. I'm not good at that. And just started picking the spots that we were going to do our best work in so that we can set each other up for success. And so at the podcast factory, I, I do the talking, I do the writing, I, I meet people. That's what I do. She runs the operations and, and, and has a team for that and a structure that we built for that. And it goes like that for the other companies as well. I'm the front man for the real estate with the rentals. I meet people, I get contracts, I do that. She takes care of the back end, the the operations work. And so we figured out I'm the front man. She's the back man. 
You know, when I was in professional speaking, my sister would uh, take time off from her um, full-time job to come be my back of the room girl is what I called her. And I had other speakers who were so jealous that they were like, I wish I had a sister like that because she was absolutely fabulous in the back of the room. She could upsell. But if I had to, like, there was this one time that she introduced me because I was speaking for her company and she was like behind the podium trying really hard to hide because yeah. she, and, you know because we're the total opposites when it comes to that I'm the front of the room girl and she's yeah she does she does we, we all do what we do best that's how that's been a belief of mine for a long time ideally ideally so I love that you and your wife are a great team so podcasting is obviously how how we met so how did how did the podcast factory is that that's the only online business that you have we actually have a e-commerce um, Amazon store and uh, a media company uh, as well. So those are all internet-based businesses. But the Podcast Factory is the agency, and it it happened by mistake. I mean, I got online, and like I told you, I was trying to diversify. So I was rebuilding the real estate business, and then figuring out, all right, how do I do business online? Get a separate income going over here. And when I got online, it was about being a thought leader. And to be a thought leader, you needed a blog. And I barely made it out of high school. There was no way I was going to be blogging. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to write, but I found podcasting. I found GarageBand on my MacBook. I said, well, I can, I can talk. I think I can talk my ideas. And so that's how I got into podcasting. And then years and years later, more and more friends are asking me, Hey, how, do you, how are you doing that? And I'm co-hosting shows. And one day at a mastermind, we realized that all people want to know about is this podcast thing. So why isn't this our business? So Cupcake and I went and we spoke about it and we said, listen, we got all this other stuff going on, but I think the podcast is the opportunity. So we shut down uh, the other business that we had going, which was a real estate training business and focused on the podcast factory as an agency. And that was in 2015. And then we've been growing it and iterating ever since. Wonderful. So I'm curious because there's a lot of podcast agencies that are out there. What would you say separates you from others? <sighs> First of all, I do my best not to see what other people are doing. Good I, for you. <laughs> I like to compare myself to who I was yesterday, who I was last year, who I was three years ago. So instead of answering the question the way you gave it to me, I'm going to restructure it to, to share the innovations that we've come up with. Oh, please go ahead. So when we started, it was... It's kind of tongue in cheek. Get on top was our slogan. Get on top of the charts. Everybody wanted to get on top of the charts. And we were specialists at getting on top of the charts. We would launch a show, get that thing to the top of the charts and everybody cheer. Woo. Yeah. That didn't last very long. And it wasn't really a fulfilling promise. That was the first iteration. Then we started working with coaches and consultants. And what did they want? faster, easier sales. So we restructured the entire system to create faster, easier sales for them and their sales team through content marketing designed to knock out objections and get people to show up to a call pre-sold. That was the innovation. And we did really well on that innovation for years. And now we're in the new iteration. We're rebuilding and looking at the podcast more as a side benefit 
to business development. So we use the podcast interviews to develop business, whether it's partnerships like you and I talking here and being invited, or whether it's clients coming in that we can help and we can demonstrate our expertise. Now it's a matter of who is on the other side of the mic. So you want to know what makes us different from other podcast companies? That when you ask me about audience, I laugh. And I say, I don't know anything about audience because the only person that matters is a person sitting across the mic from you. And you listen to them. You really, you like, I've had conversations about like, like, listen to your customers, listen to your clients. They will tell you what you should be like investigating or maybe what a next step is because there's so much, there's so much value in listening to audiences. I mean, that's what I tell my clients is when, when you're doing like a Q and a in a, in a, in a speech, in a program, in a breakout session, like write down those questions or record them because there's gold in that information, whether it's, here's another speech, here's another program that I should be thinking about. And you just follow the clues. Can I give you a little secret? Yes. I have this built into my system. In fact, in the show that you were on, Results Leader, buried towards the end of the interview is what area of your business would you like better results? This yes. is where that innovation came from, was listening to 150 people give me the answer to that and saying, oh, I think we've been selling the wrong thing. Oh, fun. You know, and I think when I filled out that questionnaire, I was just I'd like intuitively, I was like, this is an interesting question. This is it. So it was like you were doing your own market research. Oh, yeah. It's all <laughs> like it's one workflow. I'm, I'm a man about return on effort. And we've talked about this uh, even when you were on the show is like, what's the effort that I can put in that gets me maximum value? And so in one workflow, if I'm able to extract information, make connections, create marketing, business develop, then that's what I'm going to do. And so that's how we met. That's why we're here. And that's what we're building. That's fantastic. I love that. Um, and I'm all about efficiency and doing something with the best ROI also, you know. So one of the other things that you talk about um, is about finding your why. Well, I've got like two questions. I want to know about finding your why, but I also want to know um, if you can go back to like when you were a teenager, do you think that you were always destined to be an entrepreneur? Okay. Let's tackle those in, in, in chronological order. Let's go to the teenager part first. And so, no, I think even way back before then, and I was reminded of this story when I took my family, uh, Cupcake and Huddy, to Puerto Rico to hang with my aunt and my grandma, who I spent summers with when I was a little kid, like eight or nine, my son's age now. And I forgot about this story, but grandma told me, and now it's like one of my core stories. She's like, do you remember the summer that you came down with a suitcase full of toys and you started selling them on the front porch? Yeah, I wanted to go to the movies. I didn't have money to go to the movies. Boom, opened up the toys. Everything's a nickel. Go tell the kids in the neighborhood. Everything's cheap here and get my, my movie money. And so I don't know if I was destined for it or if I just didn't have a choice but it was happening. <laughs> I am, for the people who can't see me, I am over here laughing because I kind of like, I have a similar story. My father was like, you were destined to be an entrepreneur and work for yourself. And I didn't see it. I went to college. I got the job, but that, that is such an adorable story. Oh man, good times, good times. And then the follow-up was I needed money for something else. And I took the, the Tang 
out of the pantry and started selling Tang for. <laughs> so now I'm even t- appropriating their stuff for, for my sales. <laughs> Uh, all right. But that's besides the point. What was the second question again? Because I, I, I lost it there. Well, all right. So you were, it, it actually sounds like you were destined to be an entrepreneur and just work for yourself. Like you just, you just solve problems. Yeah. that's right. You know, like you were solving your problems at the time, you know, your pains as a, as a young child. So the other question that I was asking um, at the same time, cause I'm really good at that is your why. I know that that's one of the things that you love to talk about is about finding your why. And I think a lot of people would love to know a little bit more about that because I think there's a lot of people walking around like looking for this big why. Yeah, I'm going to, first I'm going to give a tip on how to find that why. And then I'll talk about my why. And it's, I mean, it's an evolution. Let's just say that things are constantly changing as we grow. And so uh, the tip that I would give our listeners right now is quite simply, every morning, every night, grab a piece of paper, write three things you're grateful for. Every morning, every night. Do this every day for 30 days and write whatever's on your mind. So don't try to Think of different things that you didn't write yesterday because you're going to run out of things pretty quickly. I know because I've been doing this since 2010, so I get it. What you're going to find, even in that small sample of 30 days, is the recurring things that you're grateful for. And those recurring things are going to be what help you figure out your purpose, your why, that those things that make you happy every day. And that's that's how I've figured it out. And it's been an evolution year after year after year, things changing. And today, as I'm thinking through it, what is my why? What is my, my purpose? What gets me out of bed in the morning? And quite simply, the right words from the right, from the right person at the right time can change a life. And you've experienced it. I've experienced it. We hear a speaker, we listen to a tape, we go to a seminar and there's a click, something that you heard a thousand times, but that time you heard it changes the trajectory of your life. Yes. So that's my purpose. And I get to do that, not by myself, not by talking to you, but by helping all the people I help at the podcast factory and all the future people I will help to connect with more people, give them those right words, right time to have that breakthrough. Damn. I love that. That's powerful. And that is such a simple way to find your why. Again, looking at the clues, it takes a little bit of time, but I really do think that a lot of people like are like, they're waiting for like, like the sky to open up with like a big message. And it's really within us. It's, we just have to take the time to really think about it, have some quiet space, or as you say, like, write down what you're grateful for and just notice the themes. The theme, that's the way to, yeah, there's going to be a recurring theme and that's going to be the theme of your life. So why do you think having or knowing your why or discovering your why is important for people? How else do you get out of bed? Like if life is just happening and you're just going through another day and I get it because I worked as an electrician at high school for nine years and I was just getting out of bed to put in my hours, to get off work, to get to the weekend, to do it all over again. And it was a very miserable existence. 
I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I knew I was meant for more. And so constantly looking at what you're grateful for helps keep you motivated. And then when you get that theme for your life, it helps you spring out of bed. I can, I I got up today before my alarm clock at five in the morning. I'm up and I'm like, get started, get started. I got interviews today. I got this. I got, I have something to do. I have a purpose. I have to be here doing this. That's why it's so important to understand what your theme is, your why. Exactly. And something that I remember back when I was in my 20s, thinking, this is when I was working in healthcare, thinking, is this all there? And I literally said this to somebody, is this all there is to life? I get up, I exercise, I go to work, I come home, I make dinner, I make lunch for the next day, I go to bed, I do it all over again. And I remember saying, if this is it, get me off this treadmill. Like, I just like, I have no desire to be on this treadmill, you know, to nowhere. And I think the person that I was talking to was just like, I mean, they were just like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, like, this is so this, it just wasn't fulfilling for me. But again, I was meant to be an entrepreneur, meant to work on my own. And I was working in the box of a hospital huh. or something that's 24 seven, that's crisis after crisis after crisis. Uh, I like that question. I think that's something our listeners really need to grasp onto. If you start asking yourself, is this all there is? Now you have that moment. You have that little space in your head to explore that. Maybe this isn't all there is. And so that's, to me, the the ripcord to freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, I recently heard this question of what would you do if you weren't weighed down by your past? (laughs) Forget about it. You'd be flying. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So for everybody who's listening, like, what would you do if you weren't weighed down by your past? There's a, I I heard an interesting talk, Mr. Sean Whalen, a couple weeks ago, or maybe a couple months ago uh, from Lions Not Sheep was on a stage at an event I was attending. And he had uh, this idea Uh, to your point, being weighed down by your past about rewriting that story. Not only is your past holding you back, but you can rewrite what that past means to have a new future. And I think that's the ultimate power that we have as humans is we don't have to live in, in reaction. I mean, most people do. They got the news. They got work. Like you said, healthcare, fires to put out everywhere. It's hard not to work in reaction. You have to make a little bit of space. But if you can make that space, find that awareness of, is this all there is? And then see what's been keeping you back and maybe rewrite those moments for a new future. You're now in power. You now own your life. You are now free. Yes. Years ago, I heard I had gone to a coaching conference for, you know, for continuing education credits. And I heard uh, his name is Jim Lore speak. And I, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. And he wrote a book all about stories. And this is, I mean, this is years ago. And I remember reading this and thinking, exactly what you just said. I wonder what would happen if we wrote this, if we just wrote the story that we wanted rewrote our past, you know, just start writing our future. I was always like, I wonder how that would change things 
for people. And I remember like actually bringing a couple of friends together and having this discussion, like, this is what we should be teaching people is like how to rewrite their stories. And I think I remember some, one of the women, and this is back really, as I was entering into this personal development and listening to people a little too much. And I think she probably said, oh, that's already been done. No. It's like, oh, okay. So I guess we won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Time to rewrite that story, lady. Yes, it is very much time to rewrite that story. That's, that's a lot of fun. You know, one of the things that I talk a lot about is confidence, you know, confidence to share your story, confidence to use your voice, confidence to speak up. You know, you come across as a very confident man. Can you, can you just uh, talk to me about your confidence? I find that very flattering. Thank you. <laughs> wasn't It wasn't always that way, but I think that ties back into why I'm purpose. And so the reason I can be so confident today is because I know why I'm doing this. And I know what my work is and what my role in this work is and what that outcome looks like. And so it's easy to be confident because I've, I've been beat up. <laughs> downtrodden, you know, I failed a million times and and I keep coming back, but every time I come back and and I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I'm a man of faith. And so I I thank God for giving me this platform. And so I'll tell you how, how this came to be, by the way. And that's why I'm so confident in the message today was I was trying to figure out how I could help my church more. And I'm a Knight of Columbus, third degree, and how I could help the Knights more and I was feeling bad about myself because I wasn't going and doing Tootsie Roll drives or baby bottle. I don't know, whatever the stuff they do is. And then it hit me on a walk outside. This is it. This is your ministry. This is the gift that you've been given. You are able to speak. You are able to connect people and their messages to listeners who need them. This is your work. Go out and do it. And so there's there's this idea of being a... Where Jesus, I forget who he talks to, but he, he says, you want to come be a fisher of men, right? And I feel like yes. that's what he was telling me at that moment. I'm fishing for more and more men, women, people who want to hear the message to bring them to the light. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love all of that. I think um, Jesus is the ultimate leader and like all the lessons that that he shared, you know, while he was his time here on earth. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that. Um, so I think you're, there's a lot in what you just said. I mean, the confidence when we know what our why is, when we're living our why, like we're in alignment, you know, we don't feel like we're torn from what we're doing. I mean, I love coming in podcasting. I just like, you're just, just like you, I just feel like this is what I was meant to do was to speak and share and share my story. And, you know, as we discussed on your podcast, that I'm a reformed, painfully shy girl who just would rather like hide. There was a time when I would rather hide in the corner than it was to like get on camera now, you know, like I do so easily, you know, but it's a learned behavior also. Like I, I learned how to do that, but I also knew that I was um, on target with my why. But something else that you mentioned earlier about like the iterations of your why, you know, and I think that's really important for people to understand that, you know, like we have to take that first step, you know, and like whatever your why is right then, like it really can change throughout the course of your life. You know, have, how would you, have you noticed some of that in your own life? Of course. I mean, you're either 
evolving or you're dying and I'm not dying. I have so much more to give. And so I have to evolve. And I think that's something that we have to be. And, and this is probably another thing that holds people back because they think who they are is who they will always be and who they have always been. And I don't, I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that at all. Who I am today is most certainly not who I was last week, last year. And that's why I said I, I try to compare only to myself because that's the real bar. But I think that who I am today doesn't dictate who I'm going to be tomorrow because I'm going to have new experiences, new ahas, new right words at the right time that changed my trajectory. And so being open to change is another thing that I believe is freeing. Yeah, very freeing. And also, and just understanding like that it is something that is, it's just going to change. Somebody is going to may say something, a new technology may come about that you're going to like want to jump on and like, how do I use this to, and like more of your why just almost like appears, you know, or it deepens. And I love what you say, you know, like we, we get to decide, you know, who we want to be. And it's not that we have to stay this, like, I don't have to stay this version of me forever. I know that along my personal development journey, like, I, I mean, I'm a completely different person, even just from two years ago. Like when I look back as a speaker, I've had other, um, I've had a friend of mine, Steve Gamlin, who's been on the show also. And he saw me speak this past spring and he hadn't seen me speak in a long time. And I, it's really because a lot of how I've evolved as a person, he's like, you're good. <laughs> And it's just like more of my personality is coming out when I speak. And so I can only imagine who am I going to be in a year? But I'm dictating who that is because I'm dedicated to constantly learning and changing, being open to that change. Yeah, that's it. The openness. Yeah. So everybody just be open to change. Open to, open to also dreaming and thinking about like who you want to become, you know, what is it they say in the Bible? Like without a vision, the people will perish. There is so much um, to that. And I think the other thing that I wanted to touch on that you had said, um, you know, about like, I'm always going to be like this, like it's our, our values change. You know, I do a values exercise with people and like, I can tell you, from my values, like from when I was in my 20s compared to when I was in my 30s. I mean, my values have changed through time as well. And I'm sure that they're going to keep changing. They ought to be. You're (laughs) a new person, right? (laughs) That's right. You're right. So can you tell people where they can find more of you so that they can uh, start following you and probably get some more, um, continue to learn from you, Jonathan? Yeah, absolutely. I think the best place would be to, since you're listening to a podcast, just pop into your podcast app and look for resultsleader.fm. That's the show where you and I met. That's where we talk about thought leadership being easy and results leadership being hard. And we shine the light on people who are getting results for their clients. Thank you very much. And what is, and I ask a lot of my guests this, what is a book or two that is on your nightstand that you're currently reading? Or that's a favorite. Man, um, one that I keep reading over and over again is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. 
It it's uh and in fact we we are working on the culture at our company at the podcast factory and that's part of it is extreme ownership owning your decisions owning your choices and each person being a leader in their spot and so that's one of my favorites. I I love that one. I think you mentioned that when I was on your podcast also that is one of your favorites. (laughs) And can you imagine? I mean, like ownership is also just taking responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. So what would happen? For your life. Yes, for your life, for your health, for everything. If you don't have something in your life, you know, look at, you know, are you being responsible? Are you owning it? If you're not, it's a great opportunity to change. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on here. I really appreciate this. And I know that my listeners are going to get a ton out of this. Thanks for having me on the show. It was fun. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And join me over in my private Facebook group for more tips, community, and free trainings. You'll find the link in the show notes. You can also help this podcast reach more listeners by leaving a review. And as a thank you, each month I pick one of my reviewers to win a free coaching call with me. So if you haven't done so already, please leave a review and you could be the next winner.